the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And a fine, hot-looking afternoon to you on this glorious Labor Day 2022. Stefan Tubbs is out. He'll be back here tomorrow. I'm Randy Corcoran from Saturdays, and uh, there'll be some changes going on here at 710 KNUS. We'll tell you about that here in just a second. But did you know that today would have been this guy's 76th birthday? Man, oh man. We are going to play a lot of Freddie Mercury today. I, that is one of those guys, even back when I was doing adult contemporary music, I never got tired of Queen songs. And uh, 76 years had he made it. He died November 24th, 1991 at 45 years of age. Man, how much music did we lose over that? All right, we've got an awful lot to do today. And um, (laughs) the text messages from my Saturday peeps are already pouring in. In fact, it's funny. When I got into the studio, I always checked the text-to-studio app, big screen here to our right, where the text messages pop in. And the last text message was something about canned beans. The worst, canned wax beans or chili without chili powder, Bruce in Denver. So something to do maybe with, uh, with um, Casey Bloyer's show, The Bloyer Effect. I'm not sure. But the only other text before that was the last text from Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, which uh, did its last Saturday morning show just last Saturday. We're moving to 5 p.m., But I didn't get to answer this question, so I'll do it, and then we're going to get to our special guest. At the cigar thing, and they're talking about the Dennis Prager cigar night, which was fantastic. If you were there, love to talk to you about your thoughts, 303-696-1971. But at the cigar thing, did anyone ask Dennis about 2,000 mules? Oh, yes, they did. In fact, Dennis Prager was in 2,000 mules, and he said he didn't use these words, a bit of a paraphrase, but... The way I remembered, he pretty much said it was a bit of a game changer for him. You know, there is proof in the pudding. But uh, we've got four hours to talk about a host of things, including elections, if you wish. But man, oh man, I talked about changes. Uh, my show's moving from seven, uh, sorry, nine to noon on Saturday mornings to 5 p.m. Saturday night to make way for the return of Peter Boyles. He'll be taking over the nine to noon slot coming up this Saturday. And then my dear friend former U.S. Senate candidate, rock and roll parent, filmmaker, former, I don't know, second runner-up or whatever to Miss America, but just an all-around amazing human being, has found some mechanism, some manner, some way in her schedule 
to work her way back onto the air here, and she will be tomorrow at two o'clock. At uh, tomorrow on Tuesday at this time, three p.m. Deb Flora will be launching her new show from three to four p.m. as the new lead into Stefan Tubbs. And Deborah joins us now. Deborah, good afternoon. Thank you, Randy. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Happy Labor Day to you and everyone who's listening. It's a hot one, but it's going to be a great one. Oh, man. And I spent the day, the morning, and a little bit of the afternoon out jumping dirt bikes with the grandkids. So it's uh, <laughs> I got I got grit in my teeth and sunburn on my face. And what a beautiful, beautiful day. Now, I know you've got family going on, all kinds of things. So we wanted to get you on early here. But what a perfect time to have you since this will be the time you'll be kicking off your show tomorrow right here on 710 KNUS, Deb Flora Show. Tell us about it. Yes, thanks so much, Randy. I am so looking forward to it. It's going to be weekdays, Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m., so look forward to getting back to a conversation with the great listeners of 710 Can US. And and you mentioned earlier, Randy, that um, I did make a run for the Senate this year. And one of the best things that came out of it was getting to meet amazing Coloradans around the state who listen all over this state to the station and getting to meet so many of them face to face. So when that came to an end, one of the first things I thought about and, and prayed about was how can I continue to serve? How can I continue to uh, fight for this great state and this republic? And and one of the things is continuing the conversation on 710 KNUS. And so we're going to do just that. And I really look forward to I look forward to talking to all our great listeners, hearing from them and continue that conversation. Well, I have to assume, you know, that uh, people move, they move on to other things, they step away from talk radio, but, uh, you know, for music or some some new interest. And at the very same time, tons of new people coming along. I, I get calls into my mm-hmm. show all the time. Never heard before, man. Really glad to find your station and, and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so for people who yeah. don't know you, talk a little bit about, for instance, the latest movie, what you did in Douglas County, how, how you really you got it. You put yourself right into the middle of perhaps, if not the most, one of the most important topics that's going to fuel the uh, Republican red wave in this election this year. Oh, yeah. I just so appreciate it, Randy. Um, Yes, I've been involved with talk radio for, gosh, almost 15 years on Salem on and off, and I've been very involved in public policy all that time. But I was like many parents when about four years ago when I was leading rallies down at the Capitol building uh, against the comprehensive sex ed when hundreds of parents showed up realized that they were just not listening as they passed it on the last day. Uh, That's when I started Parents United America to really magnify the voices of parents. But what I also realized, my husband and I are both filmmakers. He was a producer at Disney. I'm from here. always want to let people know I'm not part of the invading California horde, but um, grew up here on Lowry Air Force Base. But we do have a media company, and we thought the best thing that we could do is drag everything into the light to help this movement of parents and grandparents and concerned citizens reach critical mass. So we did that. Um, I did help flip our school board in Douglas County, went to one of the board meetings, just like I said, got my dander up and it went viral with Ben Shapiro and many others. And I was in Fox, et cetera. But simultaneously, we were producing this documentary. It's called Whose Children Are They? Premiered in theaters nationwide in March. Now it's available on Salem now to stream DVDs. and, And it's been really wonderful because It is a comprehensive expose of what's going on in the school districts, tying it all together, interviewing over 80 experts, parents, 
concerned good teachers because we're pro good teacher, um, but really exposing primarily what the unions are doing. And so we can all stand up for our kids. So I was right there in the middle of that. And, and now I'm fighting for all of our different freedoms, including parental rights. Well, and I tell you, for folks who, you know, do tune into talk radio or just see the headlines fly by, uh, you don't get a lot of coverage of the disasters that are going on inside of our school system mm-hmm. and the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled mainstream media machine. But uh, but you do get at least a taste of it if you're watching some of the more conservative or listening to the more conservative outlets. But people will not believe the truth of it all as exposed in your film, Whose Children Are They? Mm-hmm. It just goes – when you can actually immerse yourself into it and see the harm that's being done and how they cover it up and what they think of parents – uh, it's no wonder yeah. that, it's no wonder that Virginia slipped and it's no wonder that we've got this great momentum heading into election day. Yeah, there really is a great awakening happening and it was COVID that opened many people's eyes when they saw right in their living room or their kitchen table what their children were learning. And so we did want to put it all together. And the goal is, first of all, you know, even those who maybe are aware of one of the topics from CRT to sex education to gender fluidity to anti-discipline, we tie it all together. So there's something that each one of us learns in this documentary. And then the goal ultimately is for people to share it with their neighbor, maybe someone who isn't aware, because I promise you, you know, we're hearing from Democrats, we're hearing from Republicans, we're hearing from unaffiliated. Unless someone is an extreme fringe element, every single one who watches this wakes up and says, holy cow, I am not for that. So I believe that we can keep people awake. And that's the key. We can't go back to sleep because if we do, then, you know, then this this movement never reached that tipping point of making a real difference. But I I truly believe that we can. And so, you know, on my show starting tomorrow, three o'clock, Monday through Friday, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all sorts of issues that impact people's lives every single day from uh, what's going on from the school board to the state house and from the culture to our capital and everything in between. Just sounds awesome. And uh, wow. And coming in every day, that's going to be fun. Are you going to be broadcasting from the studio? I will be. I am forward to it because Randy, as you know, I used to be Sundays uh, from two to five. And this is going to be really great because we can talk every single day and really getting that conversation rolling. And one of the bench words of my show is always this, we're going to come together and encourage one another, meaning putting courage into one another, because there's something we can do about all of these issues. We are, you know, can't buy into what the mainstream media wants to tell us that we're just passive observers to all these terrible things going on. No, we can all get engaged. So looking forward to having that conversation every single day at three o'clock on our great station here, 710 KNUS. US. All right, Deb Flora, happy Labor Day. Give uh, give my love and hello to your husband and enjoy the rest of the night. It gets real tomorrow for you at 3 p.m. It sure does. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Randy, for having me join you today. I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks so very much. Uh, text okay. mess, yeah, bye bye. Text messages are rolling in. Um, it's going to be oh, it's too bad she got away. It's going to be great to have her on the KNUS team again. Yeah, Deb Flora is just the best. And I was have to tell you, I was disappointed that she didn't get on to the ballot, the primary ballot at the at the state assembly. Uh, I really thought that uh, that she would make it, and she came within I think I don't know, it was like thirty votes or whatever, um, because she brought an awful lot to the table. Um, the kind of candidate I could have gotten behind 100% had she made it 
made it to the dance. But uh, topic for another day. We've got uh, we've got the slate set, and uh, we all have some decisions to make as we're what seventy days is it from election day? Let me think about that. Is that possible? November third, ten weeks would be yeah, yep, about sixty nine seventy days. Whew. Get busy out there. Get busy out there. I mentioned before or when Deb just came on, and I just want to get this out of the way, and then we'll get to some serious business. Jenny Beth Martin, the co-founder of Tea Party Patriots, is going to join us in about, uh, oh, about 10 minutes or so. Uh, And I had a special reason to have her on because a week or so ago on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, I had Dick Morris on. And I was watching Dick Morris, who's, you know, author, advisor to President Clinton when he was in the White House, advisor to President Trump right now. And um, he had just happened to have finished up a 20-plus minute phone call with Donald Trump when he came on the show. And there were a bunch of things that I wanted to ask him about. And what I've interviewed Dick before and gave a speech with him one time many years ago, one thing that I learned is, or at least I got reminded of it, uh, especially last Saturday, is you, you don't really interview him. You just sort of wind him up and then get out of the way. He just sort of start him. Hopefully you can point him in the right direction. But one of the things I wanted to ask him about was what's happening with the IRS, because as a, an original Tea Party member, in fact, the Tea Party is what um, drove my sort of investment into, I, I don't know if retail politics is the right word for it, activist politics, you know, ground level, ground game type politics, um, all came out from my getting up off of my couch when the Tea Party woke up and said, wait a minute, the idea that we're going to um, violate free market principles in order to save the free market, President George W. Bush, doesn't work very well for me, and I don't think it'll work very well for America. And then along came Barack Hussein Obama and his IRS uh, head, uh, Lois Lerner, put the kibosh on dozens and dozens and dozens of Tea Party groups around the country who are uh, properly and legally and you know lawfully following the process to obtain their tax-exempt status so that they could raise money, get money from donors that could be um, uh, tax-deductible. And the IRS put the gabosh on it. They literally put those applications into some deep, dark freezer somewhere, virtually never to be seen again. There are stories of Tea Party groups that went through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of documents and answers uh, of questions, providing videos. Well, what has this person spoken on? What does this person do outside of their political activism? Just all kinds of um, illegal, 100% illegal delay and inquiries. They literally tried to kill the Tea Party movement. And so I was just watching the uh, Dick Morris show sometime over the weekend. It records, so I watch it whenever. But um, he was saying that the Tea Party is dead and gone, that the Tea Party has been wiped out, and he blamed it all on Lois Lerner. And I immediately started texting, texting Jenny Beth and said, gee, I wish, have you heard what Morris is saying about the Tea Party? And then she was the guest on the show. So I said, look, you've got to come on. Let's talk about the Tea Party. Let's talk about what they did. But more importantly, let's talk about, based on our own experience, what it means to have creepy, sleepy showers with his daughter, Joe Biden, 
appointing 80-plus thousand new IRS agents. And, uh, and what, what possibly could be the motive behind that? So Jenny Beth Martin will be joining us in a little bit. And I um, also ran into, uh, actually not personally, but ran across somebody that I hadn't had on the radio in a long, long time. He's the founder of the website Legal Insurrection, and he had a wonderful piece about this um, on LegalInsurrection.com. I always forget his last name, William something or other, but uh, I'll get that together when we have him on in the 6 o'clock hour. also want to talk to you, 303-696-1971. Text messages continue to to pour in, and um, I'm really glad to be here with you on this Labor Day. I hope that you're having a wonderful, relaxing, rest-filled day, and um, I'm going to go get some of the grit and dirt out of my mouth from the dirt bike riding that was going on right up to the start of this show and we'll come back with Jenny Beth Martin when we return here on the Stephen Tubbs Show at 710 KNUS. Hmm. Haven't heard that one in a while. That's nice. But I'm also paying a little tribute to the lead singer of Queen, Freddie Mercury. He would have been 76 years old today. Died in November of 91 at the age of 45. Oh, I guess we ran out of Leroy and I are just talking off the air there. Well, that's true, Leroy. And, uh, yeah, I know it was a great jump. And, uh, yeah, my grandson's helmet smacked me in the chin. And and uh, pretty darn funny. All right. Well, let's grab uh, let's grab a caller while we track down Jenny Beth Martin. Hold Bill. <laughs> Bill, good Bill. afternoon. Welcome to the Stephen Tubbs Show. How are you? Good. So uh, is this Randy? Yeah. So, Randy, uh, my wife contacted contacted you last week. All right, let's not talk our, about any attorney client stuff. If that's where you're going, this is not it. This is not attorney client. Okay, good. Go ahead. This is this is about our Park County Republican chair and uh, Republican commissioners openly supporting the uh, Democrat candidate for commissioner, who is a very left liberal, uh, is not pro life can't define a woman, pro-Biden, and uh, pro-Polis, and yet, and I, I believe you got a letter from my wife, and nothing legal in light of how to remove them. Well, I it's probably not a conversation I want to get into on the air, and as Republican National Committee man, I'm not sure exactly how much I would... Uh, uh, pour my heart and soul into that, but I would absolutely love to know what's going on. If they're violating the rules, they should be called called out on it. They are violating the rules. So, they are openly openly supporting the Democrat candidate for county commissioner. They are handing out flyers at the livestock meeting. Uh, I talked to uh, the uh, Democrat candidate yesterday. 
who said she was pro-life, but it's okay to kill the baby the day before it's born. Mm. So I told her she that's a lie. You're not pro-life. Uh, but they are openly supporting a Democrat candidate, and our, our county commissioner is on your board for the state committee, and uh, wondering why. And have you filed? To... An, have you filed any kind of a formal complaint? No, we're not sure exactly how to do that or how okay. to contact in light of that. All right. Well, I'm glad that you reminded me about the emails. I will. I. I'm sure I have them, but I have not read them yet, and I will look at them, okay. and we'll take it from there. Okay. I appreciate uh, your contact uh, because this is, to me, this is atrocious. If if uh, she, he's going to be on the state committee for the Republican Party, and he's openly supporting Democrat candidate, and his wife is on the Park County Republican Committee as the chair, and they are both openly supporting Democratic candidates— there's so there's there's so much insanity going on in the Republican Party. We've got Wayne Williams there. down there in Colorado Springs making that 60 second ad with Jenna Griswold, the corrupt, yep. hyper political yep. Secretary yep. of State, and yep. uh, uh, and now there's a recall effort, I guess, going on him. I don't know who's behind that, but man, oh man, with the 70 days to go to an election, you'd I think know. you would think maybe we could just. Uh, put everything behind us, focus on I the know. vote, and then on November 4th, man, game on, you know, for new leadership, yeah. for whatever yeah. people think they want. Yeah. yeah. Well, I even heard you uh, talking to Dre- Trevor Loudon on the phone, and I know you're very pro-life, but your question was him was because of my position, it's a little bit difficult to support a Joe O'Day who's pro-choice, but he said, you know, if you don't support him, you're supporting a can- a a communist, which is basically you are. And I think they ought to have the same standard. You know what? They may not like the Republican county commissioner, but they are openly supporting a pro-Biden, pro-left county commissioner. And, uh, you know, I think I think as Republicans, we have to stand together because otherwise we're going to lose, you know. Well, Bill, and, I appreciate uh, it. Ask your wife to yep. forward me that email again just so it's at the top of my email stack because I get so darn many now. It's very yep. Yep. hard for me to keep up. Yep. I'm gonna, I've got yep. my friend Jenny Beth Martin on the line, so we will talk yep. to you another day. I appreciate it. Thank I you, Bill. It. Bill's line is open, 303-696-1971. Jenny Beth Martin joins us now, probably from Atlanta, Georgia. Is that where you're – are you at home, Jenny? Um, I am home, but Randy, I moved to Florida about two months ago, three you months know ago. What? So I, I am re- in Florida. I remember <laughs> you mentioned that. That is so awesome. Congratulations. Thank Every you. All the cool kids are moving to Florida. Yes. It, you know, the best thing about it is when things get really bad, I can say, my, my governor is Ron DeSantis, and it makes things seem better. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Well, you know, I pulled up your contact on my phone, and I gave your number to um, – to our producer, and he called and it didn't answer, so I texted the number that I had given him, and then I got this text back from Kevin that said, are you looking for Jenny Beth? <laughs> so, <laughs> I've, got, I've got to clean up your contact card because I have about six numbers for you. But um, I, I mentioned this in the opening segment of the show that um, uh, I had Dick Morris on the show on my Saturday show about uh, eight days ago, nine days ago, and uh, – of course, when you try and interview Dick, you basically just sort of wind him up and then get out of the way. 
But since that interview with all of us, as close as he is to Donald Trump and, and just the, his new book and everything that he's doing, I started um, DVRing his show. And so yesterday I was watching the show and he started talking about the demise of the Tea Party. And I immediately started to text you, Jenny Beth Martin, co-founder, national organization, Tea Party Patriots, to say, man, oh, man, I, I, have you seen what Dick Morris is saying? And then he says, Jenny Beth Martin is on with me next. And there you were. So uh, I just thought it was wise to get you on to recap some of the history of what the IRS did to us and Tea Party groups around the country in light of the new 80 plus thousand, 87,000 IRS agents that they want to fire up. Um, and also remind people, point out to people that the Tea Party is far from over. Well, that's exactly right. We're not over. We we changed our tactics when Trump was elected because we didn't have to protest things so much anymore. So we started working to affect legislative and regulatory change. We I think we're successful with that. We helped pass the tax cut that grew the economy and reduced unemployment to historic lows. And um and then after um, what happened in January 2020, we just haven't done a lot of, of protest. And instead, we've been very, very focused on figuring out how we can help secure elections for the 2022 and 2024 election cycle, along with continuing to take stances on legislation that's moving through Congress, even though the chances of affecting that right now are pretty slim. Well, you always have to have the opposition voice in place. And and one thing that Republicans still need to learn from Democrats is even when they're in the minority, even when they're virtually powerless, they never back down. They never stop pushing back. They never start stop calling out the other side. It's fight, 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 morning, noon, and night. And, that, and as soon as one election is over, they're already back to work on the next one. And uh, there's a whole lot of us that don't do an awful enough of that for sure. Well, I, I think that, that that it's true to some extent, but there are plenty of people who, and I'm sure that you know them in Colorado, um, as well as around the entire country, we understand that you, you don't really get a lot of a vacation time. You just have to keep working. And the fact is, what we know for certain is that um, liberty requires eternal vigilance. It doesn't mean that you just win one election cycle and that's it and it's done. It means you have to constantly be watching it and guarding it. And it's not passed from one generation to the next in our bloodline, as Ronald Reagan famously said. We, we have to make sure that we are taking the actions necessary to pass it on. And I, I, that is happening around the country. Um, our organization has trained over 6,000 people, teaching them how to begin building a permanent election integrity infrastructure. As we head into the um, next few few weeks and months before the election, our super PAC is going to have activists and volunteers working to send text messages and hand address mail to voters in swing states around the country. And then depending on how the elections turn out, which I hope they turn out well, we'll be working to try to get some things passed legislatively that are to our liking and work to be a check and balance from the Biden administration. What's your sense on the ground? You're in a whole different part of the country here in Colorado. You know, we've got a pretty stacked deck 
against us. We've got uh, we're the first state to go to all mail-in ballots. We've got same-day ID, same-day registration. We've got machines that are questionable. We've got a corrupt and highly politicized Secretary of State, and we've got a governor who helped pass the laws that limit the amount of money that a uh, for instance, a party, a political party like the Republican or Democrat parties can put into campaigns, that individuals can put into campaigns, but un- made it unlimited the amount of money that you could put into your own campaign. So he'll be using you know, his 20-plus million dollars he's pledged to get reelected as governor in the state. And yet we look at the polls and it looks like our, our wonderful Republican candidate, Heidi Ganahl, is closing the gap within just a few percentage points. Uh, you're at a place, obviously you're in Florida, so the enthusiasm for the red wave is probably a little greater than it is here. But what's your sense from your travels around the country and everything that you're doing? Well, from what I can tell around the entire country, people are not enthused about President Biden. And people don't think that the country is on the right track right now. And when um, voters think that the country is on the wrong track, normally they vote for change. Um, in Georgia, the the Senate race has kind of ping-ponged in um, polling where Herschel Walker has been up and then he's been down and he's been up and he's been down. It would not um, surprise me at all if Herschel Walker won and um, beat Raphael Warnock in Georgia. In Arizona, I think that the race is tighter there than, than many people would expect from um, taking on an incumbent senator, which is very difficult to do. So I think that there are opportunities for us to make a difference in the Senate, certainly to make a difference in the House. And in Wisconsin, I think that in Wisconsin, one thing that we will see that we have seen before when Ron Johnson has been up for reelection, the voters wind up coming together for Ron Johnson and the grassroots really pull it together normally for his campaign. And I think that we will see that again this year. It's going to take a lot of work. He has not been polling as well as we'd like to see. But I think that he still has a very real opportunity of winning reelection and of all the senators who've stood up against um, medical tyranny, he has been at the tip of the spear. And I I think because of that, everyone around the country should be looking at his campaign and doing everything we can to help him. Yeah, I was really grateful when Ron Johnson came on one of our um, national leadership Tea Party Patriots calls and talked about what he would do if he had the opportunity, uh, you know, if we get a Uh, a change in the Congress, Uh, if we can actually, Republicans can be deciding the priorities for investigations. He's the guy that brought forward the young woman, I forget her name, Maddie something, who a 13, 14-year-old, young, athletic, uh, beautiful, active, saw the videos of her before life, rolled out in a wheelchair with her mom after taking the COVID jab, Uh, just one of the, the hundreds of thousands of people who've been vax injured. And he had the courage to stand up and talk about it in the face of, of just every kind of condemnation from every, you know, from the AMA to the media to the White House on down the line. And uh, that's a man with courage doing the right thing. He's also had planned to retire, but because of the, the mess, because he wants to get to the bottom of how our own government could mislead people. So um, he's come back to run again. So I'm with you. People should be supporting him from all around the country. 
Absolutely. Um, he just he, he stood up with these doctors and for these doctors and for the people who've been injured in a way that I, I don't think any other senator has. And part of it is because he's taken his role as senator. And before, while he was still in the majority, he had um, a hearing on on the covid response while he was still while we were while he still had the majority and then once he was in the minority he had informal it isn't really a hearing because he's in the minority but he had in informal hearings letting the doctors and others come forward and tell what they were learning from our response to covid and specifically about covid I uh, I got to you late because I gave uh, my producer the the wrong gave you Kevin gave him Kevin's number. We haven't even talked about the IRS yet. I know it's the Labor Day holiday. We've got about a five minute break ahead. I can push this segment another four or five minutes, or we can go longer if we can take our break and then just finish up the hour with you. What works for you? And please be honest. Sure, you you can finish. I take your break. I'm I'm happy to do that. Wonderful. All right, let's go ahead and take our pause now, Leroy, and we'll come back. We'll talk about the IRS. I want to get you introduced me to Dr. Simone Gold. I think she's still in prison. Uh, Let maybe talk a little bit about her since we got off on the COVID topic with Senator Ron Johnson. But I definitely want to get your take on the IRS and a little refresher course on what happened to folks like us when Lois Lois Lerner was in charge under Barack Hussein Obama. So stay with us, Jenny Beth Martin, when we return on the Stephen Tubbs Show, 710 KNUS. Is that out and ease into our Freddie Mercury tribute? Just never, ever get tired of Queen and Freddie Mercury. Would have been 76 years old today. Whew. Take a look in the mirror, baby. All right, let's get back to our great guest and my good friend Jenny Beth Martin, co-founder of Tea Party Patriots. Uh, we wound up wandering off into COVID-19, talking about the support that Ron Johnson needs to make sure that we hold on to his very important Senate seat in Wisconsin and also give him the the room to conduct the investigation he wants to conduct into the way our federal government kept information from us and and propagandized us during the height of the pandemic and the time continues and it reminded me that uh, Dr. Simone Gold front America's frontline doctors I would not have met her known her interviewed her had her on the radio but for my friendship with Jenny Beth Martin she remains in jail according to a listener uh, and thanks, Alexa. 60-day sentence. She started July 27th. She's been in jail for, in prison for 38 days. And the texter, Jenny Beth, says, pathetic that car thieves are not spending any time in prison. And she doesn't seem to be getting the normal treatment of time served for good behavior. So um, what do you know about Dr. Simone Gold? Um, I, I don't know a whole lot about um, what happened to her regarding her prison sentence. I, I think that there are so many people who were involved in what happened on January 6th who, um, under other circumstances, would have would not have had 
a prison sentence at all would have had to maybe do community service or or some other type of of um, way to pay for what they they did that particular day. We see the kind of violence that happened all across the country in the summer of 2020. And um, it, it doesn't seem like we have a fair and just justice system or a fair and equal justice system that's applying the law equally to all, all people. In yeah, the if she would have just lit a police car on fire or something like that, she'd be doing fine right now. She'd be out and, you know, no, no cash bond or anything. It's absolutely. I think you're exactly right. And that is. Um, a sad state that we we find ourselves in. I think that when when you break the law, there are consequences for it. But the law has to be applied equally. If it's not being applied equally, we no longer have rule of law, and instead we have rule of man. And I'm afraid that's exactly where we are right now in our country in many circumstances. Well, let's not run out of time without moving the conversation to the IRS, because Tea Party Patriots was impacted as much as any by the uh, by, the intentional efforts of Lois Lerner under the Barack Obama administration to stop and silence the opposing voices of constitutional conservative, uh, less tax, less government spending, smaller government Tea Party patriots. Um. Yeah. The they completely targeted us and it had a real impact on our ability to raise money and it had a silencing and chilling effect on free speech. The, the, and the reason that I can say that is because there were people who left and quit being involved when they realized that the IRS was looking so closely at either their local Tea Party group or they were getting um, audited personally. Um, the IRS wound up personally auditing Tea Party donors six times more than the average American, and that was revealed in a congressional hearing. So it had a very real um, chilling effect on free speech. We we stood up against this. We encouraged people who were going through that kind of targeting to stand with us, and we would do everything that we could to to highlight what was happening to them because sometimes sunshine is the best disinfectant to the government. And and we did that with as many people as were willing and wanted to, to be involved in that manner. The thing that concerns me with these 87,000 new agents is that um, there are going to be people in this country who will be audited who would not have been audited otherwise. Congressman Kevin Brady says that there will be 1.2 per million per year more audits than what we have right now. And um, having gone through what I went through with the IRS, it was a an audit and then some because they were asking questions they really had no business asking at all. But I understand that when the IRS audits you, you are going to be providing every single thing you have to to them in the time that they give you. And it becomes the highest priority of what you can do in your life because you know the power that they have. And um, it, to frivolously be auditing people, it, it just it doesn't make sense. And I think it's going to have a detrimental effect on small businesses, on Americans' faith in the government. And um, it, it just it, it will it will have there will be unintended side effects to this that we don't even imagine right now that we will see in a few years from now and go, ah, yes. That's what happens when you add 87,000 more IRS agents, which is more than 
than the number of people who work for the FBI. It's just, it's crazy. Oh yeah, more than border, more than the number of border patrol we have. In fact, you can take a number of those alphabet soup agencies, add them together, and not equate to eighty-seven thousand more IRS agents. It's it truly is remarkable. Now, you know, you're you're a person who spent time in the White House during the Trump administration. You've you talked to Congress people. You. You have a far better understanding of the workings in Washington than I do, and I'm sorry for you for that. But um, what do you see as the possibility? Uh, we all believe it seems almost impossible that the Republicans don't take at least the House back. So if they have the House, then they have the power of the purse. Uh, they control you know, what money gets, gets sent out. They, I think they could restrict the funding for these new IRS agents. Is there a plan? Are you aware of a, even a mechanism for them to stop this if we elect enough Republicans to the House of Representatives? Um, I think that if if they get uh, if they indeed control one or both chambers, then we will see an effort to defund this, along with defunding several other portions of the government. Then we get to a point where we likely would go to a a shut a government shutdown scenario, and it's difficult to determine if the um, Republicans, should they have control, have enough backbone to be able to withstand that and, and to push for what they think is right. I, I think that the American people would be on their side if they knew it was ending, um, it was reducing the number of IRS agents and, and reducing the likelihood of being audited. I, I just, I think that Americans would, would rally around that in a way they may not for other other potential shutdowns. That's why it matters so much what kind of Republicans we send to the House of Representatives. We know that if it's up to the Senate, and Mitch McConnell is still the leader, that he will buckle. He wouldn't dare want to take on, you know, a government shutdown. That just harms Republicans, they always tell us, whenever they have the opportunity to actually exercise some of that power, even when they're in the minority. But we are populating the House if uh, if what I believe is going to happen in November happens with a lot of America first, gutsy Republicans, some brand new, some who've been there a while. And I think they would stand up and make their case to the American people instead of buckling to the mainstream media and all the pressure that will come their way. Yeah, I think that I think that you're exactly right about that. And if I were um, them, I would be reaching out to Meg Mulvaney and asking for his advice on what should continue to operate and how to make sure portions of the government are able to operate in a shutdown scenario. When the government shut down, um, when Trump was president, Mick Mulvaney just did an incredible job of going, yeah, the parks are still going to be open, but we may not be picking up trash. This is going to be open, but we may not be doing this portion of it and making sure that the government was still functioning as much as possible. And I think that 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 is something important if if you're heading into such a situation that that you pay attention to that. What we know for sure, Randy, is this. If Republicans get control of one or both chambers of Congress, we will see that there will be gridlock in in Washington, D.C. I think gridlock is better than the fast track to socialism that we are on right now under Biden and the Democrat-controlled House and Senate. So um, I don't know how much the Republicans will be able to get done other than to um, to to slow down what Biden is doing, because at the end of the day, he still will be the person signing the bills into law. 
but I, I think that we absolutely need that. I think getting control of the Senate, it, I have no crystal ball, so I have no idea what will happen come elections. I, I just know we have to work to get get a check and balance on Biden. If we get control of the Senate, we can prevent some of his really awful appointments from, from going through and being appointed. And that would be would be tremendously helpful because he's appointed so many radicals. Um, and Jenny Beth, we got now. we got the music on a hard break. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry I got to you late. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day. I'll see you on the leadership call here in another week. God bless you, ma'am. Thanks for having me. Stay with us. Second hour coming up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.